Chapter 24 of Nettie and Becky's Tap Tale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Maria Abrenica. Nettie and Becky's Tap Tale by Howard R. Garris. Chapter 24. Nettie and Becky at a Party. One day, when Nettie and Becky Stabtail, the little boy and girl bear, came home from school, where they had said their lessons, each one getting a good mark for not whispering. One day, as they ran in the house to get a honey cake, they saw two little white envelopes lying on the dining room table. Hello, exclaimed Nettie, looking at them. Here's some post office mail mama has forgotten to open. I'll take it to her, spoke Becky, as she put her school books on the sideboard. I think she's in the kitchen, and while I'm out there, I'll get the honey cakes. Good, cried Neddy, as he wiggled his little tail. And while you are about it, get as many honey cakes as you can, Becky. I will, answered the little bear girl. Birds are very fond of sweet cakes, you know especially if they have honey in them. But when Becky took up the tiny envelopes, she gave a little squeal of surprise. Just like a baby piggy under a gate, and she said, Why, Neddy? These are for us. They are letters with our names on, are they? asked Neddy. Sure enough, he cried as he looked. I wonder who can be writing to us? The best way would be to open them and find out, suggested Aunt Fifi, the fat old lady bird, as she came up from down cellar, where she had gone to keep the apples from getting lonesome. Oh, Aunt Fifi, was the kindest old lady bear you ever heard of. She was even kind to the apples and potatoes and all things like that. Open your letters, she said to Neddy and Becky, and then you can tell whom they're from. Becky began to tear open her envelope, but Neddy, after looking at his for a moment, said, Oh, oh, I know. This is a joke of Uncle Wigwag's. I'm not going to let him fool us. Uncle Wigwag, you know, was an old gentleman bear who was always playing tricks or jokes on Neddy and Becky and sometimes on Aunt Fifi too. Just then in came Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear gentleman. Has anybody seen my cake of ice? he cried. I can't find it. Someone must have my cake of ice. You see, being a white polar bear from the North Pole, Mr. Whitewash always used to sit on a cake of ice to keep cool, and he often mislaid it, or couldn't find it, just as Grandma Clucklock, the old lady hen, used to lose her glasses. Where is my cake of ice? asked Mr. Whitewash as he looked all around the bear cave house. Oh, my goodness, me six alive and some horror radish mustard, cried Aunt Phoebe. I think I put your cake of ice under the stove. To have it out of the way, why I swept and by this time. Yes, by this time it must be all melted, cried Mr. Whitewash, as he rushed out to the kitchen, and as luck would have it. Just then, through the door, came Mrs. Tabtail, the mama bear, and in her hand she had a plate of honey cakes, 
that she had just baked. Of course, Mr. Whitewash rushed right into her, but he didn't mean to. Down went Mrs. Tubstail, down went the honey cakes, down went Mr. Whitewash, and such a mix-up you never saw in all your life. But no one was hurt, I'm glad to say, though some of the honey cakes were broken. But that did not hurt them, and Neddy and Becky picked them up, and their mamma let them eat the pieces. Then, Mr. Whitewash managed to find his cake of ice under the stove. It was not quite all melted, but nearly. However, there was enough left for him to sit on and keep cool, until the iceman came with another cake. Then, when everything was quiet, Neddy took up his envelope again and said, Look, Mr. Whitewash, Uncle Wigwag is trying to play another joke on us. No, I do not think so answered the white polar bear gentleman. He has not been in the house in some time. He and Uncle Wiggily Longears, the rabbit gentleman, are playing a game of hop butterscotch on the duck pond. I think your letters are no joke. Then I'm going to open mine, exclaimed Becky. And when she had done so, and had read the writing inside, she called out, Oh, Neddy, it's an invitation to a party! Kitty Cat, the little pussy girl, is giving a party and she's asked me to come to it. Is yours an invitation too? Why, yes it is, said Neddy slowly. I guess I'll go. Go? Of course we'll go, cried Becky. I wonder what dress I'll wear. Oh, that's just the way with girls, cried Neddy. As soon as they hear of a party, they begin thinking of dress. Pooh. I guess you boys are just as fussy about wearing a new necktie, said Becky, as she waggled her little stubby tail. Well, to make a long story short, Neddy and Becky got ready to go to the party Kitty Cat was to give. It took place three nights after the invitations came out, and Neddy and Becky, the little bird children, each one dressed very nicely, went on and on through the woods and over the fields to the cat home. It was not very far, and there was a bright moon shining in the sky. So they were not afraid, and I just wish you could have been to the party, which Kitty Cat gave for all her animal children friends. No, on second thought, perhaps. It is just as well you were not there. The animal children wouldn't know you, and they might have been frightened. But some day I'll take you around myself to call on them, and after that, they won't mind you. Anyhow, everybody whom Becky and Neddy knew seemed to be at Kitty's party. Her brothers Tommy and Joy Cat waited on the door and let in the guests as they came. Sammy and Susie Littletail, the rabbit children were there, and Pete and Jackie Bow Wow, the puppy dog boys, and Lulu and Alice and Jimmy, Wibble Wobble, the ducks, and oh, everybody! and such fun as they had. They played all sorts of games such as a little bear in the corner, hide a potato, lose the piano, and find the molasses. And whoever found the molasses could have some of the sweet stuff on a spoon. Neddy and Becky liked this game the best of all. Then there was another game. Kitty Cat brought in an empty barrel, and in the bottom she put a box of candy. Now, said Kitty, Whoever can reach over in and down 
and get that box of candy may have it. But, mind you, you've got to get it with your paws. You can't use a stick or a hook to pull it up. Now, the barrel was quite a deep one, and though all the animal boys and girls tried, they could not reach down and get the box of candy. Oh dear, sighed Becky. This is just a kind of a trick Uncle Wigwag would play. Well, it's only in fun, said Kitty Cat with a laugh. And when you all tried and can't do it, I'll turn the barrel upside down, the candy will drop out, and we'll all have some. Wait, I haven't finished yet, called Neddy Stubtail. I think I can claw up that candy. So he leaned over the edge of the barrel and stretched his pound down in for the candy. At first he could not get hold of the box. Farther and farther he leaned over the edge and his hind paws came off the floor. Look out, Neddy! You'll fall in, cried Becky. And that is just what Neddy did. All of a sudden into the barrel he went. Head over paws and everything kerbunku went Neddy. Everybody laughed when he went down inside the barrel, and when he bobbed up again holding the candy in his paws, the animal children laughed more than ever. For Neddy was all covered over with white. He looked just like Mr. Whitewash, the polar bear gentleman, only smaller. Oh, Neddy, what happened to you? asked Becky in surprise. I know, exclaimed Kitty Cat. That barrel had flour in it, and I didn't dust it all out. The white flour is all over Neddy's far, and so it was, but no one minded. I don't care. I got the candy anyhow, said Neddy, as he jumped out of the barrel. Then he gave all the animal children some of the sweet stuff, and when a few more games were played, it was time to go home. Neddy and Becky went through the forest, and when they were almost at the bear cave, Becky said, Someone is following us through the woods. Maybe it's a bad lion. Brrrr. I hope not, cried Neddy. He turned around to look, and there it was, a bad circus lion. But an instant later, the lion roared out. Oh, excuse me, Mr. Whitewash. I didn't know it was you. And then the lion ran away. You see, he looked at the white flower still on Neddy's far, and the bad lion thought he saw the big, strong polar bear gentleman, while it was really only little Neddy. Then the bear children ran safely home. So you see, it was a good thing Neddy fell into the flower barrel and got all white after all, as it scared away the bad lion. And next, if the horse seed doesn't jump out of his picture frame on the wall and run over my typewriter with a pony cart, I'll tell you about Neddy in the snowbank. End of chapter 24. Recording by Maria Brenica.